And with every Tuesday evening brings a little bit of something, something that I want to share with y'all, okay? So this Tuesday's no different. But this Tuesday's message starts from last Tuesday when I jumped in the car and I left here and a song came on. And I don't know how many of y'all know, uh, but there's a Christian hip hop artist. His name is Andy Minio, right? And he's part of a group called 116. And that's named after Romans 116. But they've got a song that's out. It's on the radio right now called Celebrate More, right? And in the song, it's good. It's got a catchy beat. You know, check it out if you get a chance to listen to it. But in it, he says this. And this is what I want to talk to you all about today, okay? In it, he says this. He says, don't let your food get cold looking at somebody else's plate. Listen. He said that. I was like, oh, snap. Don't let your food get cold looking at somebody else's plate. And I said, Damn you. I said, preach, brother, preach. All right. And then I started to unpack it because there's a lot of ways you can unpack this. OK. And the first way I'm going to unpack it is I'm going to tell you what happened to me this morning. OK. This morning, no, 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 no. This morning, this morning, I, I was invited to uh, a men's breakfast at a church called Discovery Church. And I was invited because the guest speaker was Kirk Cousins, who's the quarterback of uh, the Minnesota Vikings. All right, has been since like 2015. I'm a Minnesota Vikings fan. Don't ask me why. A guy from New York living in Orlando is a Minnesota Vikings fan. That's a story for another day, all right? However, I am a Minnesota Vikings fan, so I went to go see Kirk Cousins. And I'll tell you, the man... His, well, his dad is actually the lead pastor of Discovery Church here in Orlando, Don Cousins. And so it wasn't too hard to get him on the docket, right, to, 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 to come to this man's breakfast. But I'm listening to the man speak. And, 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 and yes, he's a PK. You know, he's a pastor's kid. And, 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 and yes, he's had the, the, the great fortune and blessing to have a father who's rooted in the word raise him up, you know, not just to be a strong athlete, but to be a humble man of God while being this NFL seven-figure-making, you know, uh, athlete, right? And so, you know, a lot of people are asking him all kinds of questions. A lot of people are asking questions, and, and his father's just reading out questions that people had submitted. One of the questions that a guy submitted was like, oh, well, we want to know, with all this money you making, how do you tithe? And I'm like, now, what kind of nonsense is that? You're going to ask, a you know, he could have said nothing, you know, no. But he could have said a lot of things. But what he said really, really stuck with me a little bit. He said, well, you know, I got together with, with, with my wife and, and we decided six years ago that tithing isn't a matter of what the Bible says, right? And he says, the thing is when you open your hand, you know, when God gives you something, he expects you to open your hand. And when you open your hand, it's to give it away. And while your hand stays open, you don't even know it's happening. God's putting more blessings in it. And you receive more blessings and you give blessings. And you receive blessings and you give blessings. So he says, you know, it doesn't matter how much I make. No matter what I make, we are going to increase our giving every year by a particular percentage. And he didn't get into the particulars about it. I said, man, ain't that something? And then I'm, I'm having a conversation with a group of guys and we're, and we're talking not so much about the giving part, 
But we're talking about another part of something that he said, which was ignore the noise, right? And the ignore the noise part stuck with me, and it stuck with me for a reason, because we tend, all of us, no matter what station we find ourselves in in life, we tend to listen to outside influences. Just last week, I was sitting here, and a guy's sitting here, and he's complaining about a volunteer. And he's saying, well, he's gonna, you know, after tonight's over, he's gonna go home to his wife in his house. He's gonna drive off in his car. And I'm like, well, how else is he gonna get home? <laughs> Who else's house do you want him to go to? I'm like, what? I'm failing to understand your point. But, but now he's sitting here, and he's, he's, hating on, he's hating on the next man. Listen, that is the, the definition of a defeated life. I, I'm serious right here. That's how you, you wake up defeated. You will rest your head at night. You probably won't rest, but you will lay your head down at night defeated. That is defeated living. If your eyes are on somebody else, you're never going to get where you need to go because you don't even know where you're supposed to be headed. Because you're too busy tripping over somebody else's stuff. And I said, man, and I'm listening to this song, and I'm listening to that line, don't let your food get cold. Looking at somebody else's plate. And that brought me to Philippians chapter 2, verse 12. And y'all might know it. The Apostle Paul writes, he says, listen, you are to work out your own salvation. Work out your own salvation and work it out with fear and trembling. He says the fear and trembling, not because he wants you all shook and worried about going to hell. He wants you to work it out with fear and trembling because you should be shook because we all need to stand before God one day. And you can't go up there and say, God, I could have been a better, a better Christian if PJ preached better at his food shares. <laughs> you can't say if that bus that was supposed to show up on Saturday, March 6th had showed up and took me to the International Harvest of God Church. Maybe I might have got some more Jesus along with some chicken and some rolls and stuff. Listen, we, are, we have to stand on account for our own faith. Not somebody else's. And it would be easy for me to stand here and look at what other ministries are doing and look at, well, you know, let's play that kind of game and let's do this and let's do that. I could look at how other people are preaching and I could wear, oh, I'm not so eloquent and maybe I need to beef up my vocabulary a little bit and maybe I need to, I don't know, stomp around and scream. And I, listen, listen, listen. Listen to me, Linda. You can find yourself trying to compare yourself with people, and the only thing you will find out is that you will never measure up. Because you might match me one day, but then you'll just be looking at somebody like Kirk Cousins and trying to match him. And listen, if we could throw a ball like him, none of us would be here right now. You know what I mean? All right. But there's more to that verse. 
Because in verse 13, Paul writes this, he says, For it is God who works in you, both to will and to work for his good pleasure. God's done some amazing stuff in my life. I don't minimize it. Give thanks for it every day. God's done amazing stuff in your life. I hope you recognize that. And I hope you give thanks for it every day. See, too much of the problem is, is that we, we spend our life in this comparison thing and we forget how good God has been. We forget how good God is. Amen. We forget how good God has yet to be. Amen. And even if we don't see that goodness that we want in this time, the measure of our faith determines whether we get to see that goodness in the next, amen? And let me tell you something. We can never be who God created us to be when we're trying to be somebody else. Okay? The Apostle Paul had it all together. He had it good. And then he met Jesus and his life got worse. Now, I said this a few weeks ago, and I'm going to repeat it. But Paul also said, I know how to abase and I know how to abound. I know how to be rich. I know how to do poor. I know how to suffer and I know how to live in comfort. And he wrote all of this stuff in jail. Shackled to a, a centurion, shackled to a guard. Probably couldn't even get any privacy. Stop reading what I'm writing. Paul wasn't concerned with who he used to be or what he used to have or any other coulda, shoulda, wouldas. There's only what is and what can be. And that has to be enough for you the same way it's enough for me. So brothers and sisters, the plate in front of you. Be thankful. That plate is yours. And God's grace is sufficient. That's what it says. His grace is sufficient. Which means we have plenty every day. And I don't implore you to allow the knowledge of that, to understand that, and allow that to fill your spiritual bellies. We are fat when it comes to His grace. We are stuffed when it comes to His mercy. We can't even handle his capacity for forgiveness. Amen? What's for you is for you. It's not to ask God, why am I living like this? It's to ask God, what am I supposed to be doing while I'm here?
like this. Can almost guarantee you the person sitting next to you wouldn't mind if you would pray with them. Or give them a little bit of encouragement. I bet you the person sitting next to you, if you needed it from them, if you asked, they would be willing to offer that to you. Living defeated means you have decided that every day is a waste, is a missed opportunity, is a day that's spent in regret rather than a day that's spent in pursuit. And, and I'm going to close with this. this. is the last thing that, that, that Kirk Cousins, that, that I recognized that he said. And he said, we need to give God glory every day of our lives. Each and every day, we need to honor him. Because he gives us enough glory for our lifetime. Amen? Let's pray. God, I just thank you so much. I thank you that, you know, God, your word does not return for you. you know, and, and so many times we can, we can open up our Bible and, and, and we can hope that there's going to be something in there that's going to just revolutionize our day and just, just shine a light and just push back the darkness and just make everything okay. And then we'll step out and we'll, and we'll greet a whole new world. Yeah. Sometimes that's so. But oftentimes and not, God, what you're doing is through your word, you're, you're preparing us to be the soldiers that are going to step out into that darkness and push it back so that we could clear a path of light for those that need it. That we could pave a road that those who don't know you might travel on and follow us towards you. God, we get so caught up in, 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 in what the things of this world has to offer and all the things that we could be and, and, and we forget that you created us for one purpose, to love you, love others. That we might grow your kingdom by your will through our works. God, may we not be so envious. May we not be so, so greedy, so, so jealous, so self-involved that we miss that. And we allow the sun to rise and set on our indignation rather than allow it to glow through our humility and sense of purpose. Equip us, Father. We need you. We love you. We thank you. And it's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. 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 Thank y'all so very much. All right. So we're going to get our volunteers. This podcast is recorded live and uncut at our homeless food share events. To learn more about Straight Street, visit our website at straightst.org.